You're listening to 3CR 855 AM on digital and on the internet, www.3cr.org.au. Well, hello, and it's good morning for me and whatever time it is for you, whether it's good morning or good afternoon, good evening, or even good later evening. Thanks to the miracles of modern technology, we can say hello around the world in less than seven seconds. So I'll just do that again. Hello, that's gone round the world. This is Left After Breakfast and my name is Susanna and I'll bring you another episode today with the usual suspects. But before I start the program, I want to apologise for last week for the massive gremlin that took over the studio. A massive gremlin. It's because of gremlins like this, that's why we really appreciate your Radiothon pledges and your donations. It's what keeps us going and stops those gremlins from getting too much out of control. The major reason that I wanted to apologise for last week was that when the gremlin struck, we missed out a great deal of a tribute to Comrade Bob Mancorn. And the BL from the bush had sent in a tribute to him. So I'm going to replay that. If you missed it last week, you can catch it now. Or if you caught some of it last week, you can get all of it now. And I'll be playing that in just about five minutes. So that's time for you to turn off your power tools, put the kettle on, Get your copper and come back to the radio. You've got a couple of minutes after Bella Chow.
Yes, I like to start my day with Ballad Chow. It's a very important piece of music. It's an Italian folk song, really, that originated in the late 19th century and it was sung by the Mondina workers and it was a protest for them against harsh working conditions. And the song was modified and adopted as an anthem of the anti-fascist resistance and that was... um, adopted by the Italian partisans between 1943 and 1945, right through against the Nazi German forces and during the Italian Civil War when the Italian partisan struggle was against the fascist Italian Social Republic and its Nazi German allies. An important song, as you can see. But, I mean, just how important is music to all of us? Well, it is. It's incredible. Look, every human infant... Each and every human infant is moved by music. Music impacts our brain function and our behaviour, for heaven's sake. Well, we know about how it reduces stress, it reduces pain, it reduces symptoms of depression as well. But it also improves cognitive and motor skills. You know, I've just about forgotten what my cognitive and motor skills are, much less my spatiotemporal learning. But music will help me get that all going again. And memories associated with music, of course, are emotional memories and they never fade out. Even Alzheimer's patients, as we know, respond wonderfully to music from their um, memories, emotional memories. So that anti-fascist sentiments of Ballad Chow still brings people together because music brings people together. And that's something that I'm certainly going to miss. And that's the music of Bob Mancor. Now, the BL from the bush has some words to say about Bob, and I'm repeating it from his message of last week. Yeah, good morning, comrade. Morning, listener. It's the BL from the bush calling in. And uh, calling in today with some sad news for our uh, listeners is the uh, passing of our old mate, Bobby Mancor. A um, staunch builder's labourer, unionist, activist. Um, Bob has been around the traps for longer than me. I first met Bob back in the middle 70s and he was was here, I'm pretty sure, before that and um, working as a labourer around the traps, I think, in the early 70s. Uh, He... um, he was, as I said, he was a staunch builder's labourer. He, uh, he was, um, he was always there for the, for the count. He was always there when it, uh, when it mattered, and um, was always willing to, uh, to have a crack at what was going on at the time. Now, as I said, I first met Bob back in the middle seventies. Now, I'd just come up from the bush and started on the job there in the in the city, five hundred Burke Street, and. Uh, We'd been on the job there for, for two or three days, I think it was, and the organiser turned up and said, there's a, there's a demonstration on. I just can't think for the moment what the demo was about. But uh, it called for, called for support for the demo and uh, the job voted and away we went down to join the, join the demo. Uh, getting down there and I see this enormous man, he, geez, he was a big bloke, and uh, carrying a Eureka flag. In this demo, I thought, oh, yeah, look at this bloke. Anyway, later on down the track, I got to know Bob. 
he uh, he was always a wealth of information for you and uh, was always willing to share a story with you. And a lot of times Bob would, his mind or his thoughts would go back to his uh, his home country of South Africa, the horrors and uh, what he'd seen under the, the apartheid system there. And that'd stay with Bob for a long, long time, or it's to right up until the end, I would imagine. Yeah, that's, I think, was the driving force behind Bob's um, humanitarianism, his his staunchness in not seeing people oppressed, stood over, used, abused, or anything like that. Bob would just couldn't couldn't handle that, and he would do his best to, to rectify that fault. It's just, he was always a, a champion of the of the underdog, and uh, you you could sort of over the over the journey you'd be going to picket lines or 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 to a, to a job site or wherever there was a struggle and Bob would be there or had been there or whatever and I'd know that because uh, there'd be some music getting played somewhere along the line, there'd be a few at a picket line and be someone have an old tape deck or, or whatever and they'd be playing out the songs of Woody Guthrie or Union songs and say, oh yeah, that's, how'd you get them? said, oh yeah, Manko's been and he dropped some, dropped some songs off for us and the caravan would be there with the thing, with the music pumping out and shot into the boss's, boss's face over the fence or wherever it'd be, or back into the back to uh, to help the workers find out what the struggles previous years were all about. But yeah, but Bob had been there and um, put his two bobs worth in there. Excuse the pun. And speaking of that, he um, he was in his own right a bit of a singer songwriter. Bob he um, he didn't mind putting a bit of pen to paper and, and having a bit of a go at it. He uh, he was always. Um, he always used to come to the builders, labourers, uh, stalwarts uh, gathering. We used to have, we used to have once a year troop up from Geelong and join us there, guitar in hand. And halfway through the day, uh, everyone's feeling pretty good, and everyone's a singer, everyone's a rock star, everyone's everything else. And uh, Bob would get the uh, Bob would get the guitar out, and he'd start strumming away. And away we'd go. We'd break into song. It always led off with the builders, labourers song, uh, which I think. Now I can, I will be st- stand to be corrected on this, but I think the original song was penned by an Irishman back in the early seventies. Bob's wife Audrey, I think, was part of the uh, backing vocals or the part of the voice of on that uh, track. I'm sure, that's how I remembered it, but I could be mistaken. It wouldn't be the first, won't be the last. So, so the Mancor stamps very well and truly in the uh, in the Builders Labourers Federation. Now, there's one one song that. Bob Penn that I've know one of the verses of. Well, I think I know the verses of it, but um, it's about an old builder's labourer grabbing his last breaths and he's on his sort of on his deathbed. And the first sort of paragraphs goes like this, and I ain't singing it, so I'll just word it out. An old builder's labourer lay dying, lay on his side and lifted his head and said, "Wrap me up in my overalls and scaffold belt, bury me deep down below." Away from the coppers and bosses, in the shade where the favicos don't grow. That was uh, one verse of quite a many, which I can't remember for some strange reason, comrades. <laughs> Might have had something to do with the uh, the day's activities. But anyway, that's some a bit of just a very sh- small portion of Bob's some of Bob's work and. Uh, I said it was never a dull moment when when he had the guitar out, he'd be singing away. And his uh, his contribution to the to the industry was renowned. 
But it just didn't start and stop there, as we used to say. Uh, just didn't start and stop at the no ticket, no start sign on the gate. It was all, you know, he, he, he would have a go in the community as well. If he knew that there was a sweatshop down the road and uh, unskilled and uh, migrant workers were getting good and stood over or abused or whatever, Bob would be there or make sure that some, someone knew about it. Uh, the same would go to the branch meetings and that, that Bob would take to his feet and he'd say, well, look, this, this and that is happening here. These people need our support and he, Bob would move motions or Bob would make sure that, that his voice was heard and also the voice of the, um, the Builders Labor's Federation seemed to be doing something to help others. It just wasn't in one particular area that he shone. It was in quite, quite a few. Yeah, as I said, I've, I'd known Bob for for over the journey, over the years, and he'd sort of, he never changed. He'd always thinking about someone doing a lot worse than what he was or trying to help help give someone a bit of a lift up that was, was, wasn't as fortunate. And that was his legacy and, and his family and the rest of us were very proud, proud of uh, what he's achieved and what he did. Um, he will be sorely missed, that's for sure. That's probably about it for me today, uh, listener. I hope we can get the Builders Labour song on just to finish off uh, our tribute to Bob. But if we can or we can't, we'll, we'll see how we go. But anyway, I'll uh, sign off the same old way. Dare to struggle, dare to win. If you don't fight, you lose. Good morning for Left After Breakfast. Thank you very much for those words. Thank you, BL from the Bush, for sharing with us some of your memories of Bob Mancor. He will be truly missed. And yes, we do have the Builders Labourers song. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains And break a couple of concrete pours to back our log of claims so keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's class to class and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud Good morning, you're listening to 3CR, the only radio left. Well, thank you for that, Mr Bagman, for reminding us that we are indeed listening to 3CR and that hopefully 
we might be able to get you down from the treehouse from the area of dispute. But in any case, if something still doesn't quite go to plan today, you will definitely be here next week. And I mean that, listener. The bagman will be here in the studio with me. I have made arrangement to have him transported, to have him chauffeured here and then brought in to the studio and watched while he is in here, in the studio. Because otherwise I can't get him to come in here unless I promise to have him watched. I don't understand it all. He can explain it to you. So if we don't hear from the treehouse today we will definitely hear from the bag man live dead set live next week in the meantime let's try and get back to well the normalcy of left after breakfast if normal it can be called do you still have a job by the way listener or you may be retired or you may have been well pushed into retirement think about robo debt Stuart Roberts still has a job. How about sports rots? Bridget McKenzie still has a job. Aged care deaths. Colbeck still has a job. Expenses fiddling. Good old-fashioned expenses fiddling. Suzanne Lay still has a job. And the vaccines, of course. Well, Hunt still has a job. Linda Reynolds still has a job. The great Beetrooter is back as our Deputy PM and we still don't know what and when the Prime Minister knew about Brittany Higgins' rape. Bit of a trend there, isn't there? And we will be hearing from, we will be hearing from the 3CR resident historian. So that will be very soon. Stay tuned for that. In the meantime... I'm going to play a little French song just to spread the air of internationalism around. La mer qu'on va danser le long des galpes claires a des reflets d'argent la mer des reflets changeants sous la pluie la mer au ciel d'été confond ses blancs tons avec les anges si purs la mer bergère d'azur infinie Voyez, près des étangs, ces longs roseaux mouillés. Voyez, ces oiseaux blancs et ces maisons rouillées. La mer les a versés le long des golfes clairs. Chanson d'amour, la mer a versé mon cœur pour la vie. 
voyez Près des étangs lents roseaux mouillés Voyez Ces oiseaux blancs Ces maisons rouillées La mer Les arbres d'amour la Listening to 3CR Community Radio, Melbourne's Voice of Dissent. 3CR Community Radio, 855 on the AM dial, streaming live at 3cr.org.au or on 3CR Digital in Melbourne. And we will be going to our historical segment with the 3CR resident historian. His and her story, our story, the story of our struggle. And this morning, Glenn will be talking about Tokyo. And, of all things, the Olympic Games. I'd forgotten we had such things. The world has been so dire the last 18 months or so that I'd forgotten all about sporting events, except, of course, for Ash Barty. Well, we've seen the uh, Tokyo Olympic Games moved again. We've seen them 2020 was cancelled. We're going to have them in 2021 because of coronavirus. Tokyo's had the Olympic Games cancelled before. And before I was born, well, let's cast a mind back. Let's cast a mind back way back to 1940. and we saw the 1930s, tumultuous decade, the Great Depression, the rise of fascism. We saw the Berlin Summer Olympics in 1936 being a showpiece for the fascists. And this is the backdrop for 1940, for this Tokyo Olympics, the first summer security we held in Asia. And Japan had been involved in the Olympics in 1912, so... They'd won seven gold medals at Los Angeles in 1932. And they pushed for the 1940 Olympics, held in Tokyo. They lobbied in the mid 1930s. They pushed the merits, and they felt that, like, you know, as the leader of the non-European world, they'd be trendsetters. They had the 1940 Olympics as their plan. They'd, they'd shared the image of the white person's world, moving on the white world to a world where Asians were equal to whites. So London was the frontrunner for 1940, and so was Rome. But London dropped out of the 1940 race. Tokyo was a clear runner for the state of 1940. And one of their main supporters, Benito Mussolini, became fast leader. He supported Japan's club in 1940. And for Japan, it's 1940 Olympics in Tokyo, Rome's in 1944 Olympics for Italy. You'd have a, a trifecta of fascist Olympics, Berlin 36, Tokyo 40, Rome 44. In July 36, the IOC announced Tokyo as the location of the 1940 Summer Games. The 12th Olympics were underway. Buildings were constructed. Publicity in different languages circulated. Nations prepared their teams. And now we're looking for Japan being a, the symbolism, you know, an Asian country holding the Olympic Games was a major step forward, you know. It was all set to commence on the 21st October 1940 with the uh, four-day activities. And Japanese will be leading the world. The world will be focused on Tokyo, the Olympic Games. And we know the IOC sent Werner Klinberg to Japan an envoy to prepare the Games. He worked in ways of different challenges to make sure the Games went ahead. And they spoke literally of Japan. 
of organising Olympic Games, the greatest ever given to a country, combining Hellenism with the precious civilization of ancient Europe, the best of both worlds, games are given them the same status, Tokyo 940 is on the way. But despite the publicity preparing the world for the Tokyo Olympics, there were war clouds gathering across Europe and Asia. Even in Japan, there was a cancellation push in the parliament for dice, the games were called to be cancelled. The Japanese military said the games were a distraction. We needed to conquer Asia, conquer the world. We're wasting military time, metals, woods, manpower. The big push for the games going ahead was being undermined. Japan, we know Japan invaded China in 1937. We saw the conquest of Manchuria. Also, the League of Nations called for boycott of the Olympics. Eventually, the Japanese military decided they wouldn't go ahead of the games. The League of Nations took a stand for Japanese invasions of China Manchuria. The behaviour of the military was excessive and the, uh, the games were going to be cancelled. 1940 didn't happen because of war clouds. That's <laughs> 1944 in Rome. So will Tokyo 2021 happen? The world's in a very challenging situation. Sure, it's like the war clouds we saw back in the 1940s where um, the games were cancelled as a punishment. But once again, the world faces a challenging time. War in 1940, big coronavirus in 2021. Will Tokyo be the first ever Olympics cancelled twice? As I say, the future is unwritten, so we'll find out very soon. But um, we work our way through humanity to get beyond the, the problems of COVID. Okay, you're listening to Glenn. I'm talking here on Susanna Duffy's Left Up the Breakfast. You're on Radio 3CR, which is 855 in the AM dial. And until I return again on Susanna's show, in the words of my forebears, Chocula. And will we see the Olympic Games in Tokyo? Or will we see Olympic Games ever again? I've got to the stage where I don't really care about any of the sports. Apart, of course, from Wimbledon. Oh, my word. What a smashing victory, eh? Good on you, Ash. Good on it from all of us. Uh, good morning. You're listening to 3CR, the only radio left. And thanks for your message again, Bagman. You are indeed listening to 3CR. You haven't switched radio waves. You haven't switched your brain. Not yet. All is well. And we're hoping once again to hear from the Bagman. But if we don't, if we don't, dear listener, it will definitely be here next week in the studio because of court order. Uh, we won't mention the court orders, but it will definitely be here in the studio. And thanks, Glenn, for your mentioning of the Tokyo Games and a bit of historical stuff that we like to run out here for you on 3CR. And I'll play a bit of music now for the Irish among you and for the rebel among you and for those who like a good happy ending to a story among you. I'll have to play, of course, the song of the Catalpa. You know what the Catalpa was, don't you, dear listener? It was uh, really the Catalpa rescue for the escape on the 17th and 18th of April, 1876, of six Irish Fenian prisoners from the convict establishment, now called Fremantle Prison. From 1865 to 1867, English authorities rounded up supporters of the Irish Republican Brotherhood, which was an Irish independence movement, and transported 62 of them to the penal colony in Western Australia. They were convicted of crimes ranging from treason to felony to outright rebellion. In any case, plans were put into place in USA to hire the ship the Catalpa 
to come and pick them up. Anyway, they did. And here's a nice story about the Catalpa Rescue. exciting story really about the Catalpa. In 1876 the Catalpa dropped anchor in international waters off Rockingham and they dispatched a whale boat to shore. Now at half past eight in the morning six Finians who were working in work parties outside the prison walls absconded. Thomas Darrah, Martin Hogan, Michael Harrington, Thomas Hassett, Robert Cranston and James Wilson. They were picked up in horse traps. Now there was a seventh man, a seventh Finian, James Kiley. Now he was intentionally left behind because during his trial he had offered to divulge the names of comrades in an effort to obtain a reduced sentence for himself. But anyway, the men raced 20 kilometres in their horse traps 
south to Rockingham Pier, where the whaleboat was. There was a local named James Bell who saw them and actually alerted the authorities. Now, look, listener, if you have members of your family in your past, your ancestors, your forefathers, could have been some of these people. Suppose your forefather was a local named James Bell. Don't worry about it. Whatever they did wrong, it doesn't mean that you did wrong. But you have to accept what your forefathers have done and act responsibly now because of it. Anyway, as the whale boat rode out to the catalpa, a fierce squall struck and it broke the whale boat's mast. It went on. The storm lasted until dawn the next day, the 18th of April. But at 7am, they made it to the Catalpa. And a little later, the the screw steamer Georgette, commandeered by the colonial governor. But the first mate refused to allow the colonial police to board as the ship was outside the three-mile limit. The whaleboat flew up their own flag, which was the USA flag. They were outside the limit. They were in international waters. They ignored a demand to surrender. Why would they? They are a ship of an independent country. And they said an attack on the Catalpa would be considered an act of war against USA. So that was it. No one wanted to create an international incident. And the Fenians got away. So that's what happens. Make sure you take care of your Fenians or the Yankees will steal them away.
a great version of Plastic Jesus that was just performed by Gal Holiday and the Honky Tonk Review. Mm, good little boppy version. It's a miracle to have a, a good version. Plastic Jesus is himself a little miracle. Miracle, uh, well, the word miracle could usually be explained as a metaphor. It's commonly used to describe an entirely unexpected and highly beneficial event. But if you're a Pentecostal Christian, a miracle is not metaphorical, but literal. Because Pentecostals believe God works miracles in the present. It is a central part of their faith that God will show himself to the faithful in concrete ways in the here and now. And you're thinking to yourself, why the hell is she talking about miracles? Why the hell is she talking about some sort of religious nutcase stuff? Because, dear listener, the Prime Minister of our country is a Pentecostal Christian and he wants to run the country along Pentecostal Christian lines. And that's what he's aiming to do. And he has succeeded in much of what he set out to do. The Pentecostalists say, speak your faith and start seeing miracles. One of the founders of the prosperity theology, which is favoured by Morrison's church, this founding person, Charles Fillmore, expressed that in 1936 by rewriting the 23rd Psalm to better suit his purpose. The Lord is my banker. My credit is good. In three marginal Queensland seats retained by this government, Ford, Leichhardt and Bonner, the number of Pentecostal Christians, and remember Scott Morrison is a Pentecostal, is between 50 and 80% higher than the state average. Is it feasible to suggest that religion was a major player here? Well, it should be acknowledged as a growing influence in our politics. But one of the more alarming things, I think possibly the most alarming thing about Pentecostal Christianity, this religion, this belief that our Prime Minister has, is that God has chosen some of us to be saved. And some of us, well, we're just, some of us will just be going to hell. That's it. Goodbye. Finito. Do not pass go. Do not collect 200. And you can only be saved by Jesus. The rewards for seeking and receiving salvation are, in Pentecostal theology, they are materially expressed. So material success is a signifier of God's favour. Now those not blessed with material success responsible for their are therefore held to be responsible for their own plight. It is the failure of the individual that causes poverty. Structural inequality is not considered to play any part in poverty. None of this looks very well, of course, for the disadvantaged Australian, much less asylum seekers, refugees and the poor amongst us. When your own Prime Minister says you're disadvantaged because God made you disadvantaged, when he believes that God has given up on you, well, he's hardly likely to go out of his way to see you better taken care of, is he? Well, is he? Indeed, your Prime Minister needs the poor and the disadvantaged because this is a symbol, because they are a symbol of the godlessness against which he and his fellow believers and cronies can measure their success. 
You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, Melbourne's voice of dissent. 3CR Community Radio, 855 on the AM dial, streaming live at 3cr.org.au or on 3CR Digital in Melbourne. And let's hear a little bit of Iris DeMont. I haven't heard from her for a while. And you know the sun's setting fast And just like they say nothing good ever lasts Go on now and kiss a goodbye But hold on to your lover Cause your heart's bound to die Go on now and say goodbye To our town, to our town Can't you see the sun setting down On our town, on our town Good night Beside the red neon line That's where I met my baby On one hot summer night He was the tender And the order to bear It's been 40 years And I'm still sitting here But you know The sun's setting fast And just like they say Nothing could ever last Go on now And kiss it goodbye But hold on to Cause your heart's bound to die Go on now and say goodbye To our town, to our town Can't you see the sun setting down On our town, on our town I've walked down Main Street in the cold morning mist Over there is where I bought my first car It turned over once, but then it never went far And I can see the sun setting fast And just like they say, nothing good ever lasts Go on now and kiss it goodbye But hold on to your lover But your heart's bound to die That pretty brick wall I bring them flowers About every day But I just gotta cry When I think what they'd say If they could see How the sun's setting fast And just like they say Nothing good ever lasts Well go on now And kiss it goodbye But hold on to your love Cause your heart's bound to die Go on now and say goodbye to our town, to our town. Can't you see the sun setting down on our town, on our town? Good night. 
watch the lightning bugs fly But I can't see too good I've got tears in my eyes I'm leaving tomorrow But I don't want to go I love you, my town You'll always live in my soul But I can see the sun setting fast And just like they say Nothing good ever lasts I go on, I gotta kiss you goodbye But I hold you, my lover Cause my heart's bound to die Iris DeMont and My Town. The Bagman was always fond of that little song, though I think the town he was referring to may have been Broad Meadows. But keep that to yourself. But listener, I wanted to tell you about something that I'm doing. It's a little, or you may say, a hobby of mine, but it's much more than a hobby. It's become just about a way of life with me. Yeah, I'm a tour guide, a virtual tour guide. I take tours around Melbourne. Well, I can take you on a tour. And, of course, you're saying, you know, how can you take tours? You don't know when we're going to be in lockdown or whatever. The tours started with the lockdown when people couldn't go out, but they could come out virtually with me. And I could travel five kilometres, so I shared virtually what I could do, where I could go within five kilometres. Lots of the Merry Creek, as you can imagine, listener. But people came from all over the world to take a tour with me, virtually. Of course, virtually. We can't do it live, because you can't get 30 people from Canada and 40 from UK walking around Queen Victoria Market with me, can you? But you can when they come virtually on my phone. That's the equipment of the miracles of modern science. Now get your chalk and slate, get a pencil and paper, or tap this down. I'll give you the address. It's haygo.com. That's in, um, as you imagine, a word, hey. H-E-Y, hey, hey, go, H-E-Y-G-O dot com, slash Susanna. You can spell my name, S-U-S-A-N-N-A, haygo dot com, slash Susanna. So come on a tour with me. You'll enjoy yourself and I will enjoy your company as I enjoy your company here on the radio program in the mornings. A tour lasts under an hour. It doesn't cost you anything. Hop on over to haygo.com slash Susanna and have a look at some of the tours I'm offering. For example, you can travel with me down Smith Street the coolest street in the world. <laughs> well, well, it is. Smith Street, the coolest street in the world. 
I also take little river cruises and I go on Puffing Billy and sometimes I walk around the labyrinth on the Merry Creek. There are lots of tours that I do. I visit people in their homes. I really want to go and visit Brenda Walsh, the artist. People will know her from 3CR. Castlemaine has a bad connection and I'm just hoping to get better power up there soon. I will be calling on people like John Harding and possibly the Bagman. So get over and become a follower. Oh, sorry, listener, that's the modern words for it, follower. It just means, yes, you can follow the tours I will be creating and you can come along with me if you want to. You don't have to. You can leave a tour any time. No one knows. Perfectly all right. But I do hope to see you on a virtual tour with me one day, dear listener. You can ask me more about it. Ask me on Facebook. So I'll say that one more time, listener, a virtual tour. A virtual tour is a live stream from my phone to you. I go somewhere, you join me, you see through my phone. It's simple, simple. You hear me talking and chatting about the tour and you have a chat facility to reply to me or ask me questions or whatever. You can also take little snapshots, postcards on a tour. So that's something I'd like to share with you as well, listener. Hago.com slash Susanna. Uh, Good morning. You're listening to 3CR, the only radio left. Well, thanks once again for joining me on this radio program. I really do appreciate your company. And I apologise once again for the gremlin, that enormous giant gremlin last week. But with the kind assistance of your Radiothon pledges, we have hit the gremlin on the head. I won't go out in the same old way because I need the bagman to go out in the same old way with me. (laughs) So... I'm not up to doing it on my own. Next week, you will have the bag man in the studio live and kicking. Possibly not kicking too much. Hopefully. Any case, we'll see you then. And I'll leave you with a good union, strong union song. in with dogs and mace I'll hold the line won't step away cause you can't break me I belong you belong we belong to the union don't count me out when I'm on the floor we'll win again we've won before the streets will ring with a mighty roar cause you can't break me stocks rise 
upon workers' backs. Profits soar while you hand out the sack. Boardroom bullies, bloated and fat, but you can't break me. Australia's sold to mates offshore. Backroom deals and shonky law. This day has come, we say no more. You can't break me. I belong, you belong, we belong to the union. I belong, you belong, we belong to the union. We won't turn away if you dare us to fight. I swear I'll never lay down and Strong women and men united as one, but you can't break me. There's a warning here to the men in grey. The pipers come, it's time to pay. We're taking back what you stole away, but you can't break me. I belong, you belong, we belong to the union. I belong, you belong, we belong to the union. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, Melbourne's voice of dissent. 3CR Community Radio, 855 on the AM dial, streaming live at 3cr.org.au or on 3CR Digital in Melbourne. 